Okay, tonight's special edition of the Pack Barsha. I was considering not giving tonight. I'm not going to be here tomorrow night. But I thought about not giving tonight because my mother's sitting shiva. For Shmuel Zev Ben Nayaksvi, my uncle Volvi Markowitz. And I said, just because things are busy, why should Torah lose out? And Fakir should be a schusvim. So this Shia we're dedicating Lili Nishmas, Shmuel Zev Ben Nayaksvi. Okay, Parshas B'Shalach. What a packed Parsha. You don't need extra stuff to make it packed. It's already packed already. Let's do a quick summary. Here we go. So, Vayi B'Shalach, Parshas Ha'om. Parshas sends out Klai Yisrael. And Hashem doesn't want them to go the regular way. He lets them go to Piyakiris. He fools Mitzrayim into following them. Na'anonim. Before them and behind them. And the Vayid of Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim chases after the Jews. They think they're stuck in the Midbar. Klai Yisrael's terrified. They call out. They cry. Ain't Midbar. Are there no cemeteries in Mitzrayim that we have to die here in the Midbar? Moshe Benin says, be quiet, Hashem's going to fight for you. You're never going to see Mitzrayim like you're going to see them today. Hashem says, stick out your staff and split the sea. The Anonim switch positions. It makes it dark for the Mitzrayim. The fire goes in front of Klai Yisrael. Then it gives them light. They go into the water and the Mitzrayim follow them in. Everything comes crashing down afterwards. Vayosha, they go and they sing Az Yashir. Miriam sings her shiro with the, with the drum and the mechilois. Um, then they go three days without water. Finally, they come to a place with the water, but the water is terrible. It's very bitter. Hashem makes the nace. He gives them this stick, which is from a bitter poisonous tree. He throws it in, and all the water becomes sweet. They travel from there, and they go to Elima. They go to Elim. In Elim, they find 70 date palms and 12 mayonnaise, 12 fountains of water, mamash an oasis in the desert. Um, then comes to the ER, 15th of ER, they ran out of matzah. They all brought enough matzah to last them for a month, and it's a pr- tremendous praise to Klaasville. They didn't worry about it even the day before. On the 15th of the year, when they had nothing to eat, is the first time that they complained and said, what are we going to do? Moshe Rabbeinu says, don't worry, what are you complaining to me about? we got to complain to Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch who brings down the Shekhinah, they all see the Anana Kovid in front of them, and Hashem says, we're going to bring you first the Slav at night, because it was ready midday. You're going to get the first the Slav tonight, and you're going to get the Mana tomorrow. Moshe Rabbeinu gives the instructions to Klai Yisrael. Everybody should go out and get Omer and Oimer per person. You're not allowed to leave anything over. Dustin and Avim try to leave things over, and they get uh, burnt up. Uh, the, the sun or the worms burn, get, get rid of them. Then comes the Lechem Mishnah on Friday. They get double the portion. And they say, what's this? And Moshe Benu says, it's for, Hashem, it's for Shabbos. Shabbos Hayyim Lashem. And then he switches to Lachem because they don't listen when he says, Shabbos Hayyim Lashem. Um, finally, neighbors that tells Moshe Rabbeinu to uh, and Aaron to take a bit of the mun and it describes what the mun looks like and put it away and it's going to be stored for the future. Then they go from there to Rafidim and Rafidim is the Vetaira and they start arguing about the water. Masu Meriva, Hashem says to hit the rock, he hits the rock, the water comes out. And they said, Ayesh Hashem Rikibbeinu is Hashem amongst us. Hashem says, oh, you're not sure. We'll bring the dog. We'll bring the Amalek. They'll attack you and you call out to Hashem. You'll see that I'm here with you. Moshe Rabbeinu goes and he appoints Yeshua to run the war. They start the war the next day. Aaron, of course, supporting Moshe Rabbeinu's hands because they're tired. And finally, which we just learned in the Megillah Daf, that it should be written down for all time. Let's begin the parasha. So it says, Vayib Shalach Paroi Esa'on. Paroi gets credit? Paroi? I'm evil in Malach. And he was the Abister. What do we mean, Paroi 
Esar. Now, truthfully, is the Arizal Takah says, yeah, Paroi was the one. Hashem took out the Bnei Yisrael. Paroi sent out the Am, the Ear of Rav. The Ear of Rav were these people that were like always like in the middle, always causing trouble, always problematic, and very much assimilated like the Egyptians themselves. Clyde's rose on a Madrega Rama. They wanted to chuva as soon as Karim Pesach and everything that they're on a high level. The Irva was still faltering. Then the Hanach Hashalom Acharech at the end of the Barshu also, they got attacked by a Molech. They're always at the end, at the tail end. So the Irva didn't really want to leave Egypt. Parai was terrified of them staying. <laughs> said, get out of here. Parai told that to Moshe too. Moshe says, I'm not going, I'm going at my own time. Leisurely, right? And they waited a whole night till the morning, then they left in the morning. The Eruvav was the other way they were going to stay. The <laughs> get out. Okay. But listen to this shtickle from the Chanukah Zatera. The Chanukah Zatera says, oh, just by the way, based on this Arizal, if we're going to say that's the Eruvav, that's Pshat, Penyinachim Ha'om Beroisam will come of Hashem Mitzayimah. Maybe the Eruvav, when they see war, are going to get terrified and they're going to want to go get back to Mitzrayim. Klai Yisrael is going to have a talk about Hashem. There was no concern about that. Based on that, who did we need Kriyas Yamza for? We've got to thank them for Kriyas Yamzov. They needed that boost in Amuna. They needed that Gilo Shechina. But anyway, so that's what we saw. But the Chanukah Satoris says a beautiful Pshat. Listen to this. There's a Medrash that says, there's a Medrash that says, the Medrash here is a catch. Is it Paroi that's sent forth? Didn't Bilam say, El that God took them out of Mitzrayim? The Medrash needs to come out to Bilam's Pasuk to show that Hashem took them out. What do you mean, Bilam? Who needs Bilam? Do you have a Pasuk in the Torah? I don't need that even. We have a cash, we have a stira. It says, It's not Paroi, it was the Abishter. This is the Medrash's Kasha. <laughs> it's not Paris neighbors to go back and pick any random sukkah and do a pin test. I'm just the Irabahi and the Shalach. It's all Hashem took his enemy's time. Friend Why do you have to come on to Bilam? He says, Beautiful. He says, Mom is the opposite of the Arisa. He says, You might think maybe Hashem took out the Bnei Israel, but maybe the Erevrav was from Paris. Because all the sukkahs speak about Hashem taking out Bnei Israel. There is no passage that says Hashem took out the ear of Rab. The Am. doesn't say it anywhere. But Balak told Bilam, Am, 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 There's an Am that left Mitzrayim. To which Balak responds, El, Now, who was Balak and Bilam referring to? Hine, Am. That's the ear of Rav. So Balak was talking about the Erev Rav, so Bilam's response of El Mitzrayim was on the Erev Rav. That's the only place that we see Hashem took out the Um, that Hashem took out the Erev Rav. Okay. Maybe they're going to get scared. Veshavu Mitzrayim. Zog the Shalak, Kaddish, we see a Musa from here. There you got to be forzichtig. Can you say that in Yiddish? Forzichtig, you got to be careful. You have to have foresight and be careful. You know that something may be dangerous for you. You'll say, okay, when it comes up, I'll fight it. No. 
Avoid it. Precious. Harchakas. Take on extra precautions so you don't fall into something. Abizak the Stipler, one step further. You know, the Abishnah could have easily took care of any fear of war. Yaakov was scared after they killed that Shechem that all the neighboring uh, countries and nationalities are going to gang up on him. He was upset at Shimon Levi. And what happens? HaKadosh Baruch put a fear on all the nations around him. No one came. No one approached Yaakov. There was nothing. No concerns. Hashem could have made it. The Klaishel is going to go to the Midbar and no one's going to stick up, st- stand up to us. No one's going to attempt to try to threaten us or anything. There's nothing to be scared of. But Hashem Badavka brought us through the Midbar to see the 200,000 people from Bnei Ephraim dead on the floor of the Midbar and to experience Amalek and all the other nations trying to attack us and Mitzrayim coming to run after us. All of those things. And because Hashem knows that in that fear we might want to go back to Eretz Israel, Hashem circumvented it and took the circuitous route instead of the straight route. Says the Stibli, you see from here, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is teaching us a lesson. I'm teaching you that there are Sakonis out there, and the way to approach Sakonis is get around it. Don't get into the Sakana, because once you're tempted by the Sahara, the battle is fierce, and there's a good chance of loss. You've got to circumvent it, work around it, and set up our caucus. What's Vachamushim? So we know that the they came armed, or one fifth. Says of Chaim Gnievsky, four fifths of the Bnei Yisrael died by Makas Chayshech, but that was only the adults, because only 20 and up is punishable in the hands of heaven. What happened to all the kids that were born Shisha Bekeres Echas? All their babies survived. Zachem Chaim Gnievsky, Vachamushim Alu. Every family left Mitzrayim with another five families with them. They came, quint, what is it, quintuplets? Quint families. <laughs> Each family had another f- four families besides their own that they were taking out with them. So if you have four families plus your own kids and everybody's at least six pekeres echos, you're talking about 30 kids per family. Zakir Chaim Kenevsky, that's Pshat Vachamushim. They came armed with Zechusim, as she says. They came armed and ready with zechusim. What a, what a bigger zechus than going and taking on Yisoyimim and Yisoyimim Lach and taking care of them at Mitzrayim. 30 kids, can you imagine? Okay. <laughs> Later on, I don't know if we're going to get to it. So I have to say this now. Rabbi Yenison Ibsen says, what's Pshat Miriam took musical instruments, the women all took instruments. So Rashi says, they have the Muna. The women had more Muna that there's going to be Nisim. They were all optimistic. They brought the musical instruments with them. <laughs> says something that sounds like a shtickle of He says, for the B'nai Yisrael, for the men to be elevated to a state of Nevuah, they didn't need any help. They didn't need any help. They had Oz Yashir. But the women, they needed the assistance of music to get them into it, into a state of Nevuah. And that sounds like we're putting down the women. Don't say this to your mother or to your wife. You know, it's not going to work. But I'd like to say a pshat. You know why the women needed it? Not because they're deficient in any way. <laughs> They're dealing with 30 kids. <laughs> the mitzvah they had, but where was the simcha? 30 toddlers. And by the way, every single kid also had 90 donkeys carrying the oisher, the wealth from Mitzrayim, all of the goods. 90 donkeys. Okay, maybe the men took care of the donkeys, but the ladies take care of 30 kids. She needs a little music to perk up her mood in order to get her to the state of Nebuah. Okay, Vayikach, 
What happened to Shevim and Asher Ephraim? Shouldn't they take their own Zayda? Each Shevim took their own, you know, uh, patriarch. <laughs> took their own forefather. Why didn't Asher Ephraim take Yosef? Because they were fighting over the Schos. <laughs> because their shavit split into two and they weren't traveling together. The shalom is, who's going to take it? And the Mela, Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay, I'll, I'll do it instead of you guys. There's a more thing in Medjush. The Medjush goes to town over here. Look, Klaisel is going busy getting the money and the clothing and the gold and the silver from the Egyptians. What's Moshe Rabbeinu busy doing? He's looking for Yosef and the whole story. He raises it up from the water. Ali, sure, he gets Yosef Gimaldi. What's the grace of compliment? Klaisel also had the mitzvah. The gold and silver that they were borrowing was a mitzvah from the Abishter. The truth is, Yosef, not even so sure if it was a mitzvah of the Abishter. Yosef made Klaisel promise to take him out of Mitzrayim. <laughs> so what's going on over here? Wow! Look at Moshe! He's doing Hatzmois Yosef. And everybody else, they're also doing a mitzvah. Okay, Mace Mitzvah. Maybe the Kfura of Yosef had done like a Mace Mitzvah to bury him in Eretz Yisrael. But, what, but you're making it as if the rest of Klaisel didn't, weren't doing a mitzvah? So I saw uh, uh, in the Shalak Kaddish, uh, Hagah, in the Shalak Kaddish over here, when he speaks about the Indian of Chapping around mitzvahs, I think the Hagah is from the Chidah, I'm not sure. But he says a vart, to chap a mitzvah means to chap a mitzvah, even if it means paying money. And I was thinking maybe this is Pshat. Vayikach Moshe, in Kicha Allah, Kinyan, Bekesef. Here's the vart. Everybody else was doing a mitzvah, but it didn't cost them money. If, if I care, they were gaining money from the mitzvah. Everyone was doing a mitzvah that was free or making the money. Moshe gave up on the money mitzvah for the sake of the mitzvah of Yosef. That's chacham leiv yikach mitzvah. Let's say you have two mitzvahs available for you. Same level mitzvah, let's say. Same level mitzvah. But one of them costs money and one doesn't. Chacham leiv, if you're smart, yikach mitzvah. Spend the money on the mitzvah. Because a mitzvah that you spend money for, the Zayar says, is unbelievably greater than the mitzvah that you do for free. Some not on the same level. Right, hold different level. The mitzvah, the mitzvah itself could be the same level. Tzitzah and tefillin. Now let's say one of them costs you money and one of them's free. I don't know. Tzitzah is probably bigger than tzitzah. But anyway, the point is, that's the chacham lev yikach mitzvah. He took the mitzvah that caused him a fortune. He was giving it all up. Weiter. Um, so it says Pyre is going chasing after the Edom with Sheish Meyois Rechev Bachur. 600, 600 Rechev Bachur Mitzrayim. Young, young uh, horses from Mitzrayim. Sheish, yeah, Sheish Meyois Rechev Bachur. What's that? 600. So, first of all, the Swarm bring down that it was Samach uh, Mem, the head of the Shadim, the Satan. He lent Paroi, you hear this? Every nation has its own Malok up on oil. Now, Mitzrayim was pretty much, you know, burnt out. I mean, like, they lost all the power upstairs, downstairs, all around. They didn't have nothing. So it says Samoel, Samach Mem, lent 600 Mekatrigim to the Malok of Mitzrayim to be Mekatrig against Klaisol. Vasep is 600. One... Per thousand 
of the Bnei Yisrael, 600,000 men left Mitzrayim. So it was one per thousand. That's connected to what we say on Erev Rosh Hashanah. When we do ka, Erev Yom Kippur, when we do Kaparis, we say, Echad mine elaf ma tzasi choifer. If you have just one melamed schus on you, out of 990, out of a thousand melamed choifer, the schus, the one malach that's made with will overpower the other thousand. And the Sultan was trying to do it the other way. The Sultan was trying to get one Mekatrik to knock off a thousand Yidin. That's Sheish Meois Rechev Bakr. And then it says, V'chol Rechev Mitzrayim. On top of the 600 Rechev Bakr, which some say that he borrowed, so the Zayar is going that he borrowed from, you know, up on high in terms of Mekatrikim, but he borrowed from other nations, but there was also V'chol Rechev Mitzrayim. The best of the Mitzrayim who put their cattle inside by Makas Dever so they were protected, those Rechev went out, Listen to this. Kol Rechem Mitzrayim was for the rest of the Jews, for the women and the children. Vishalishim al Kulay, there's a Medrash Tanchuma. I tried to find the Tanchuma, I couldn't find it. But I saw it brought down from the Yankee Shemani, Vishalishim al Medrash Tanchuma. Shalishim al Kulay, Rashi and Tagim Taishas, as officers were on top of them. These were leaders of army people. Vishalishim al Kulay, three per person. Paroi came out with an army, triple the size of the Jewish people. Now I understand why Klai is so scared. No, I don't understand why Klai is so scared. Listen to this. Vayir the Mitzrayim and Klai Yisrael is terrified. Vayiru me'oid. Vayatzev v'yatzaku. Frank the Mar of Hashemesh v'hayel gezeda. What are they so terrified from? They left a moment ago without bringing any food with them, it says. Tzeda le'yatzu, because they had such betachin in Hashem, and now suddenly they're terrified. He says a beautiful prayer. He says like this. Why they say, Hamibli ain kvarim. Hamibli ain is like a double lashon. They should say Hamibli Kvarim or Ain Kvarim. What's Hamibli Ain? He says a Chasid Shavart. He says, Klai Yisrael attach themselves with complete Hismatlis Takarish Baraku, which is called the Midah of Ayin. When you're a nothing, like Moshe Rabbeinu said, Nachnu Mar, I'm nothing. When you're a nothing and you attach yourself to Hashem, nothing can affect you. Like, hey, you know, Maladai. Nothing can challenge you, nothing can affect you, nothing can harm you. Klai Yisrael left on the Madrega where they were themselves to the Ain Soif. They were Ayin, they were nothing. And then suddenly they see they're being threatened. So they doubted their madriga. Maybe we're talking not so attached to Hashem. Maybe, you know, it was a momentary inspiration, but then we lost it. And we're not attached to Hashem. And that's why they were scared. So they told Moshe, Hamibli Ain. If we don't have Ain, if we don't have this madriga of being mavatal ourselves to Hashem, then Kvarim Mimitzrayim! We should have been buried in Mitzrayim. What was the point of leaving? The whole point of leaving Mitzrayim was to attach ourselves to Hashem. And if we're not attached, we're in trouble. Says Moshe Beinu, you're attached to Hashem. Don't worry. Don't worry. What you're seeing is a facade. No one's going to hurt you. Hashem yilachim lachem. I'd like to, uh, to suggest, stand straight, Moshe Rabbeinu says. Perhaps this is a lesson for us. We're always assessing ourselves. Am I better than this guy? Worse than that guy? Where am I holding this madrega, that madrega? Don't assess yourself. You are where you are. You are where you are and just do what you got to do. Hisyatzavu and move. Just do, just focus on the next moment. The next moment there's a mitzvah, there's a lacha, there's a veyer to avoid. Just focus on the next moment. Stand where you are and move forward. Don't start thinking where I'm holding, where I used to be. Just go. That's what I like to say. Over. Oh, but there's another psalm here from the Chassam Sefer. Chassam Sefer says, why does it say, Vayiru no'oid? They were exceedingly scared. You ready for this, Brett? 
We know there's a Gemara Megillah that says, if a person suddenly feels a fear that overcomes him, but he doesn't know why, it's because his mazel up in Shemayim senses that there's something to be scared of. So, uh, what should you do? Say Kriyashma. If you can't say Kriyashma, jump for Amis. If you can't jump for Amis, then you say, easy to be Tavka Shemayim there, right? Just say right, thank you. Okay. So, Zog Bechazam Zoyfer. It says, Paroi Hikrif. Paroi got close. Klaisal lifted up their eyes. Here they Mitzrayim. They're right on top of them. Says the Chassam Seifer, Klaisal suddenly became terrified. How come we didn't sense a feeling of fear before noticing them? How is it possible that they're just in front of us and now we're scared? Don't we have mazel? What happened to our mazel up in Shemayim? Shouldn't we have already been scared? Before Paroy approached so close, is the Haraya were doomed. Like Paroy had said, Kira, Neged Benechem, you got bad mazel waiting to kill you out in the midbar. They said, we're doomed, we're disconnected even from the mazolites. Moshe Abedin said, no, no, no. You know why you didn't have anything? Because there's nothing to be scared of. There is no danger. Perhaps you could say also, you know why there's nothing to be scared of? Because right now it's not about mazolites. This was the worst month for the Jews. This was the best month for the Mitzriah. Nisan is Tleh, which is the month of the Mitzriah Mazel. But this month, Hashem broke down all the Avodah all the Mazalites. Hashem said, this month is not about Mazel. You're jumping through the roof like HaKadosh Baruch Hu's It's straight to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore there was no Mazel, nothing to be scared of. Okay, let's go back there. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Neteyes Yadcha, stretch out your hand, Ufka'eyu, split the seed. Like, like it's an easy thing, you know, just take your knife and cut the cake, you know. That's it. What was the Kosh's of Vukan Shal Yisrael, Kekriyas Yamsuf? The Kosh's is a noise of Shal Yisrael, Kekriyas Yamsuf. Shadduchim are so hard, it's like Kriyas Yamsuf. And Parnassah, Hashem arranging, how do the Ashkach Pratis, someone's Parnassah's work out, it's like Kekriyas Yamsuf. What's so hard about Kriyas Yamsuf? Hashem told Moshe, just split it. Some say what was hard is arranging the Hashkacha Pratis. They went through 12 different channels. Hashkacha Pratis for every single shavit and every single culture type, all within, right? We say there's many different approaches within Klaisel, many different cultures. Which Hasidus are you? Washington Heights. <laughs> right? Well, Hasidus are. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different cultures within Tariag Mitzvahs and keeping all the Drabanans. So the 12 paths was a tremendous Hashkacha. And that's the Hashkacha that's in Parnassah, and that's the Hashkacha in Zivugim, Kirkriyaz Yamsuf. I said last year, I told you, Rabbi Mario, I'm going to say something for you. You ready? Yeah? I said this last year, two years ago. Zog, Rev Shimon Schwab, the name of Rev Breuer. Listen to this beautiful chat. When a Yid says, And that's a school for Parnassah. And he doesn't have Parnassah. And even though he says the school every single day with Kavana, and he still doesn't have money. And the next passage he says is Tzadik Hashem Nukol Durachav. I accept Hashem's judgment is fear and good and righteous. That person is such a Kiddush Hashem. He's such a walking, talking Kiddush Hashem that it's difficult for Hashem to provide him Parnasa. Hashem doesn't want to lose out on that beauty. That glory, that pristine Kiddush Hashem of this guy who's suffering Parnassah, he doesn't have Parnassah, and still he says, Tzadik Hashem, Rakov. Says Rabroyer, similarly, he says, when a person has a Zivug Sheni, 
Right? The Gemara says, Kasha Zivukun Shal Yisrael is going on the second marriage. Says Rav Broyim, when a guy got married and he got divorced, so he lost his wife. And he experienced once, Tolam Tam Shal Taiva. He experienced what it is to have a relationship. And now he's looking for a second zivuk, and he can't find it so easily. And still he watches his eyes, and he watches his mind, and he watches his heart, and he dedicates them to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's such an unbelievable kiddush Hashem, that Hashem doesn't want to find him a shidduch. hear this? It's such a kiddush Hashem, it's kasha. Kivayachal to the What? So you Of course you should. But he says it's almost difficult. Hashem is giving up that tremendous kiddush Hashem. And that's what we say that Bismaneinu. We're living in the year 2024 now. Just in 2024, not so long ago. Yeah. It was still in January. It was still in January. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we have Goyish kite all around us like crazy. Hashem doesn't want to bring the gula. He's so proud of us. Look at this. On a Wednesday night, midwinter vacation, you got a Rum Reisman sitting here, knocking a top in the gula. You got a fall on his He's back from Israel. He's working. All that. You're coming. It's not even a Thursday night. And you're coming here to learn Torah? Unbelievable. Why should Hashem want to bring the gula? There's such a beautiful kid as Hashem. But Amos, they bring it anyway. <laughs> I would like to suggest that's what? But then there's no Nisayan anymore. What do you mean? This kid as Hashem is, is from the challenge, Shabbat. Everybody is a kasha. It says the angels who normally are kara zeel. They wanted to sing Hashem's praises by Kriyas Yamvuf, but they didn't approach each other all night. Why? So like the Ebrister, my might, the other, even Rashad, they're going to be drowning. You're saying Shira? Everyone here says Kasha. What about us? We sing us Yashir. What's that? Listen to this Mishnah's Rabbaran from Rabbaran Cutler. Zara Baron Cutler. That's right. Why are we able to say Shira and not the Malachim? He says there's two functions in singing Shira. <clears throat> two functions. Number one is when a yid says halal. When a yid gets up there, he says, thank you, Hashem. Besides the actual thanks, you grow through that experience. When you sing a song of love to the Rebbeinu Shalalem, you become more in love with the Rebbeinu Shalalem. You elevate yourself through the experience of singing songs of praise to Hashem. The second function is just praising Hashem. A Malach doesn't grow. He's an Aimed. So a Malach doesn't have the function of elevating himself through Shira. It's just a praise. Hashem does, I'm not interested in your praises when people are drowning. But Klaisal is elevating themselves through Azyashir. Klaisal elevates themselves through singing Hallel from thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That we could always do. That other function overrides the other issue, and we can always raise ourselves to prayer and to praising Hashem and to thanking Hakadosh Baruch I would like to suggest, along the lines of what we just said, but maybe that chat. Why is this Giloi coming out? This elevation of Klai Yisrael and Halo from the parts of Lekar of Zel Zekal Perhaps that's chat. Klai Yisrael was so close to the guy. They were they were mamas breathing on top of them. They were separated by a, a cloud. That's it. Nothing. You know, you can like walk through it. He was separated by a cloud. And still Klai Yisrael was Klai Yisrael. And the Goyim was the Goyim. Vivdilonu minatoyim. That's the biggest shevach and elevation you can have. It's brought down. I don't know if you see me do this every single day. By Shachris. Okay. Rabbi Yaakov Emden Siddur means down. And when you say Baruch Lekeinu. Shepron Lekvoyim. Vivdilonu minatoyim. You should say it with Simcha and hold on to your back two tzitzis. 
and you'll be zeichet to Ruach Hakodesh. Now you probably need some other things too. <laughs> but as I said, the point of this is not the Ruach The point of this is the praise of the Hivdilanu Menatoyim is such an elevating experience. That's what it is. So that's what like of Zehazeh Kolalayim. Weiter. So the water comes crashing back down and it says, The ha of the ha has to be at the top and the beginning of a pillar, a column of writing in the Sefer Torah. Okay? There's five letters in the Torah that have to be at the beginning of a new column of writing. This is one of them. The he of ha boyim. The Maril Diskin is why? He says because perhaps it's splitting up the Pasik. What happened over the Pasik? It covered everybody up. He says, split the Pasik, stop. No, it's almost like a new Pasik. And those that also came after the Egyptians into the Yam. Says the Maril Diskin, listen to this Medrash. He says that when Paroi came to wage war in Klaisol, this was gonna be the battle of all time. We're talking about millions of millions of soldiers. We said three times the size of Klaisal. Can you imagine? Against Klaisal. This was going to be the epic battle like that everyone's been waiting to see. How many viewers do you get on the Chais gaming channel or something for the most epic battle ever? Says the Marul Diskin, Haboyim Achereyim. There were tons of nations that came to be spectators to watch the showdown between Egypt and the Jews. And they also got swallowed up in the yam. That's haboyim achrim. Why? Because even if sometimes a Kurdish Baruch who feels that you don't deserve a punishment, but for you to look at the other guy in glee, we learned this also in Marmagilla, for you to look at the, the downfall of the other guy happily, you're not Zaycha. Like we know with Aisha's light. Light's wife, she turned around, she got destroyed. Oh, you're coming to watch the Egyptians drown? Or you're coming to watch to see the Jews drown? You're going down with them. And that's why they also went into Yam. That's why he's at the top of... Okay. okay. We're running out of time. After We have to cut right. Uh, let's do something really cool. Um, okay, Kleisville said, Monhu. What is this when it first came down? Why did they say Monhu? Says the Chanukah Zatayra, because we know that everything Klaisol was taken to in the Midwar was because of Avram's Halachnas Hazarkin. What did Avram do by Halachnas Hazarkin? He gave them meat, right? He brought them water, right? He took good care of it. He said, sit under the cell, under the shade of the tree. So all of these things we have in the Midwar. So Klaisol trying to figure out, but what's with the man? What happened? Avram Avinu told his wife Sarah, make Lushivasu Ugais, make crackers, make matzah, and give it to the guests. What happens? We know that she was pierced and she became Tomei and, and Avram did not serve the bread. Well, if Avram didn't serve the bread, how are we getting bread? The meat we could get, the water we could get, the clouds of glory we could get. But how are we getting bread? Manu, what is this? I'd like to suggest that perhaps the answer to that is that it was Taka Toli Avram wanted to serve the guests, the Lechem, but it didn't work out. Because it became dumb, But for a mitzvah, it says Hashem rewards machshava kemaisa. So Hashem gives us a food, but what type of food is it? It's a type of food that your machshava becomes like a maisa. Whatever you think 
becomes the reality of the food to the extent that it says that they have to think that it should be baked before Shabbos. Because if you think about it, baking on Shabbos, it's like you baked it on Shabbos. And it's also. Shimon Shwar was by the Chavetz Chaim. And he asked the Chavetz Chaim, what did the mud taste like if you didn't have anything in mind? Famous word. And he said, as this came down, but there's a sequel to the story. With the Chavetz Chaim then picked up a ketzois from the table. And he... He kissed the ketzois. And he kissed it again. And he told young Reb Shimon Schwab, the ketzois is azoizis. It's so sweet, but if you trachnisht, if you don't understand it, if you don't think about it, it doesn't have any time. You got to think about it for it to have time. Okay. Um, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Shabbos, Kodesh Machar. You know why you have double bread? Because Shabbos, Kodesh Machar. For every Yaakov Gabinetsky, Machar. Shabbos, Kodesh, tonight. It was Friday. You ever heard there's a minute of How do we refer to Friday night? Friday night is called in Yiddish, Freitag Nacht. Why don't we call it Shabbos? In Yiddish, it's called Freitag Nacht. Zagreb Yaakov Gabinetsky. Until Matan Torah, the Jews' day started in the morning and ended at night. So it was Shabbos, Machar, not tonight. And that stuck. Freitag Nacht, because our first Shabbos, Friday night wasn't Shabbos yet. It was only Shabbos in the morning. You hear that? <laughs> and he proves it from a few different places of Yaakov Yamaneski. What? And the creation of the world was the Yerai Viker. But how we work time is first morning, that night. It was morning, that night. Avram Tikin Shachris, Yitzchak Mencha, Yaakov Lila. Why is Yaakov Lila? Shouldn't Avram be Lila? <laughs> right? But that's how it works. Okay. Abyssal Vite, we just have to do a, a, a. You have to hear this. You have to hear this. Okay. Um, Bechalonu Anoshim. Moshe is going to choose men to fight the war against the Malik. Says Rashi, Anoshim, Yerechet, and Giboyer Koyach. Frecht! Frank, the hard to your team basic Frank. One second. How are they supposed to know who's a Yorichate? How do you know who's a Yorichate? It's in your heart. Number two, why do you need Gibberim? If it's Mistakum Klapi Maila, Hashem's gonna make them win the war, then why do you need Gibberim for? Any weakling who's a Yorishamayim. So he says it was Hataliba. You know how they knew who was a Yorichate? By seeing if they're strong. What? Because it says like this, the mon would identify people's madrigal. If the mon fell right by your tent, you were a tzaddik. If it fell a little farther away, you were a benini. If it fell mikhus you were a a rasha. Listen to this. So if, if the mon fell right by you, you're a tzaddik. That's how much you're being a new if you're a yarei chait. But the problem is the medrash says that also for sick and weak people, it fell by the tent. So you weren't sure if the guy fell by his tent because he's a tzaddik or just because he's weak. But if he's strong and it fell by his tent... Now you know it's a Yorechet. That's what Rashi says. Gibberim and Yorechet. If they're strong and the man fell by the tent, you know they're Yorechet. Listen to this Stipler's, uh, 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 what's it called? Gematria based on this. There's three expressions where it says how the man fell. It says it fell ala machana laila and vayetze on lilkait and it says shatua on velaktu. The Medrash says, from here we see the three different madrigas. Listen to this. Ala machana laila is gematria le tzadikim. Vayetze on is gematria Hema Bainanim. Shatua on the luck do they spread out and picked? That's Gematria her show him shatatu. Shatatu. 
I'm missing some of the words. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> these three expressions of how the month fell all represents who it was that was picking it. Last thing, here we go. Kasher Yorim Moshe Yadai Gavar Yisrael. When Moshe picked up his hands, Klai Yisrael was victorious. It's Gematria. Kol's Man Sheyu Yisrael Mestaklim Klapi Milo. Exactly the words of the Medrash. I'll go to that. Oh, my God.